Hey there, Victoria here. Have you ever heard of Neil Anderson, author of best-selling books like Victory Over the Darkness or Bondage Breaker? He's also the founder of Freedom in Christ Ministries. Or, okay, how about Al and Lisa Robertson from Duck Dynasty? Okay, yeah, I bet you have. And if so, you will love the offer that my guest, Rob Lohman, is bringing your way today. It's a free, yes, 100% free online summit featuring not only Neil Anderson and the Robertsons, but a slew of other amazing leaders in the Christian community. They'll all be discussing how to live from your identity in Christ while experiencing breakthroughs at home, work, and in your community. The summit will be live streamed through Facebook and it runs from December 7th through the 19th. So mark your calendar. You can find the link right here in my show notes, as well as on the Choose to Think podcast biz and community group. Are you in that group? It's on Facebook. I need you over there. Come on. Um, now sign up for the summit is super easy. You just click the link to get your free pass. Better yet, why don't you invite a friend or your small group to attend? They can all get free passes. And no worries if you have to miss a session or two, Rob will have all the replays available at a nominal price for you. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you now to Rob, the one and only Identity in Jesus Christ Summit host. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Choose to Think podcast. Let's go. Sober since 2001, Rob Lohman currently helps people suffering from substance abuse to find freedom from addiction and incarceration. He does this through sharing his testimony, professional interventions and recovery coaching, advocacy. He's a self-published author, and he's also a podcast host of two podcasts, Beyond the Bars radio podcast and Addiction, Freedom, and Faith podcast. Rob has been through the ringer and keeps bouncing back. His rap sheet includes alcohol and drug addiction, gambling addiction, divorce, bankruptcies, mental health and suicide ideation, prison recovery, and transformation. Rob's drinking career started at age 14, which led to some very dark places in his life. The climax of Rob's drinking career happened on June 7th, 2001, with a suicide attempt interrupted by the compassion of his dog, Jake. Upon a divine intervention, Rob was freed from his substance abuse addiction, which began a roller coaster ride in recovery, to which Rob has yet to take another drink or drug since that day. In his 11 years of sobriety in that journey, Rob had an emotional nervous breakdown, which led to a 13-year prison sentence to which he was released in 10 and a half months to a halfway house where he started to rebuild his life along with his two children and wife who decided to remain married to Rob after the breakdown. Rob now invests in the lives of those wanting to see positive change, whether it's coming out of addiction, prison, or just wanting more for their lives. He is a dynamic speaker and shares an extremely powerful journey of persistence, faith, and inspiration. And I am so delighted to welcome you today, Rob, to the Choose to Think podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm excited to be here. This is great. Yeah, I tell you what, 
I, I wanted to read this section from your website, which is liftedfromtherut.com, because I think just in a nutshell, obviously, it gives us a glimpse into who you are and what you've been through. And you know, you've been on more podcasts than I could ever, you know, try to list here. And more recently, even you appeared in Podcast Magazine with a wonderful layout there. I loved um, taking a look at that. And, but the the main, you know, the, the kind of the purpose of our chat here today is to talk about an upcoming summit that you have identity in Christ. And this fits so nicely with the Choose to Think um, podcast and with my ministry. And I want, if you don't mind, if you could just step right on into what is uh, the summit? What are you, you know, what are the goals there, the plans there, and kind of bring us up to up to speed on what that's about as it as it actually launches or runs December seventh through the nineteenth of this year. And I want to make sure my listeners have a really good understanding of what the summit is about, and then we're going to try to pick apart a couple of questions that I have for you. It's very it's very exciting to see where God's kind of been taking me over the last couple of years for sure. And the one thing is let people know there's like a free summit you can go attend. And if you just go to identityinjesuschrist.com, it's pretty straightforward in what we're talking about. And that's the name of the summit, Identity in Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm totally excited about with the type of speakers that we have that are going to be bringing their own perspectives on how do you live from your identity in Christ at home, at work, and just out in your community. And the hope is those are consistent, right? We don't want to be someone at home that we're not at work and out in the community. So when we can really step into what God calls us to be in our in our in our identity in Christ, it's real exciting. And the cool thing is, the cool thing is, Victoria, is this last weekend I went up to the mountains and you know I put a post out on Facebook October the sixth and just said, hey, you know, want to go work on a book and and spend some time with God in the mountains. If anyone has a Airbnb or something, and the guy reached out to me, and this is when he just know like. God cares about the small details of your life. And the guy reached out to me named Doug and he said, Hey, if you're doing stuff for God, you can just have it. So I literally just came back from four days in the mountains by myself, studying and, and reading more into what does it mean to have your identity in Christ? And it's been very impactful and powerful. Wow. What a blessing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us what you learned? Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of Neil Anderson's work, Victory Over the Darkness, and his book, Bondage Breaker. And that was something that really changed my life as you as you talked about my breakdown in 2011. That was something that in um, that my, or 2012, that my, one of my pastor mentors walked me through. And it really helped me see this perspective of what does it really mean to have our identity in Christ? And what I realized is there's a lot of Christians, a lot of believers that never really dive into what does it truly mean to have Christ living inside of us and the power that that brings to our daily decisions in our life. So that's that's one of the missions I feel like God's had me on lately is even in my profession of doing the intervention and the addiction work that I do, it's been this uh, crossroads of just kind of like, God, do you want me to be a Christian interventionist and a Christian recovery coach, a Christian advocate, or do you want me to be an interventionist, a coach, and an advocate that's a Christian? 
you know, do you see, there's a big difference in those two. Yes, I feel. There yeah, there really is. Right. And so last year I was sitting around and I said, no, I'm just going to look, look, go and see if there's a Christian recovery coaching.com was available. And lo and behold, it was right. <laughs> and then, and then you and I meet through this, this, this kingdom influencer group we're a part of and talking about this summit in the identity in Jesus Christ. I'm like, well, let's just go see if identity in Jesus Christ.com is available. <laughs> and it was, which I was surprised about. And, and in that, what I did, what I just learned is that, you know, we can't live outside of what we believe, right? So if we really truly don't believe our identities in Jesus Christ, then we're going to find our identity somewhere else. And in parts of my life, I found my identity in how my wife thought about me. And, some, and at the time I wasn't like being like the best husband and the best provider. So I thought I was a loser. I thought I had failed as a father and as a husband and as a businessman because I was basing who I was on what my outside circumstances were. And that I hear so in so many people, well, gosh, I failed. I'm a failure. Or I did this and I am this. No, I mean, God calls us by name in in everything that he wants us to become. And when, when you read through, there's this really cool list. I, I encourage people to go look it up. By Neil Anderson talks about who I am in Christ. And I have it here in front of me because it's amazing when you can look at things like, you know, I am free forever from condemnation. I mean, I mean, all these things that we look at, like we are not, I'm, I'm not a, I, I am a father, but I'm a child of God first, right? And I am the salt of the earth. I am a child of God. I am part of the true vine. I am a joint heir with Christ. I'm a member of Christ's body. I'm a new creation. I am reconciled to God. You know, I'm not, I'm not these things over here that used to define who I was, but I am what God says I am. So if, if anything contradicts that, I immediately discard it instead of entertain it. It's like, that is not from God. That's from the devil. That's from our enemy. And so to be able to learn that and just realize that I am who God says I am, not what my circumstances are or my checkbook or my car that has a door falling off it, whatever it might be, or, you know, or whatever it is, I'm not those things. I am who God says I am. And that's, that's amazing to, to live in that and then live from that in every aspect of my life to the best of my ability. Can you tell us, Rob, of that list that you're looking at now from Neil Anderson, Who I Am in Christ, is there one or two of those affirmations or declarations that ha- that has been most powerful to you in your life? Is that hard to do? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, well, it used to be. Now when I can reflect on it, because like when I was incarcerated, I there were a lot of things that could define me, right? And when I came out, there was a lot of things that could define me. But when I came out of there without shame or guilt from what I had done, and, you know, if we have time on the show, I can talk more about that part. But bottom line is I wasn't living in my full potential. And when I can believe those things, like saying I am God's workmanship, when I can look at all, what I can look at, I can call them failures in my life, right? Or successes to become who I'm becoming, whichever way you want to look at it. I look at it as, you know, moments of clarity to be like, wow, I, that, that didn't work out too well. What am I going to learn from that? But when I can believe that I'm God's workmanship, he created me for a purpose. He made me unique and goofy in the way that I am. And I can just be me. Like you, you should have seen me this weekend. I'm in this cabin in the mountains 
and if people were listening like outside the walls of the cabin and I mean, it wasn't cabin. It was a nice little, nice little house. But I mean, I was just battling and getting rid of those things that are still around that I'm just like, I am not those things. And I'm dancing unashamedly, you know, if you're looking through the windows, like that guy is either having a blast or he's, he's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just, I was just in front of God, you know, and, and I can look to, you know, I'm free from condemnation. You know, when I, when I had my mental nervous breakdown, I mean, essentially it was months and months and months of just in that suicide ideation place again that I had failed and all those negative things I was just talking about. Right. And in a moment of just being up late one night and all the mental capabilities just collapsed, like as men, I feel like we can compartmentalize our life. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, this thing and I'm a, that thing. And I'm, I'm a worker and I'm a business owner and I'm, but I feel like just all the walls just like dissolved in my brain. And I just became like like in a in a way just kind of on autopilot to destruction. And what happened was in a mental blackout, I grabbed a box of matches and I had lit some boxes on fire on my covered patio at one thirty in the morning in a townhouse community. And when I had realized what I had done, you know, moments later, I was like, you know, saying some stuff I don't usually say <laughs> because I was so blown away at what just happened. I was like, holy blah, blah, blah. You know, what happened? And I slammed the sliding glass door, ran upstairs, and I had to rip my wife out of her bed. And she grabbed my two-year-old daughter out of her crib. And I grabbed my four-year-old son out of his bed. And we run downstairs while our patio's on fire. And I, it was still outside. So, I mean, I run to my neighbors, beat on their doors to get them out. And, and as soon as my family and I walk out of our house together, because the fire was still outside, once we shut the front door, the backdraft caught and literally just exploded our patio, and we lost you know ninety percent of what we owned um, in that moment. So when you can look at that moment and thank God nobody got hurt, and there's you know you can go listen to podcast interviews on the whole story, but but in that moment I'm just kind of like, how in the heck did I get here? You know, how did I get to this place of just almost hurting people and um, scared the heck out of me. So I, I had to run to figure out who I was again. And so now when I can look at this and be like, dude, you were living in so much, not what God says you are. So when I can go through this list and believe these things, like, you know, I am a saint, like that's a huge one too. You know, Neil's big about, you know, God, he, God says we're saints and yes, we sin because we're not perfect, but we're not sinners first. We're saints who sin. And that's a mind shift for a lot of people to believe that. Um, so th- those are some of the things that stand on the list. I mean, the list is long, but when you can look at being able to not be identified by my past and be identified by who Christ says I am, it's awesome. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing your story also. it It's a bit um, mind-gripping just to walk through that with you. I want to go back to something that you said just a moment ago about not entertaining the lies, the dart, those fiery darts that come our way, and disengaging from those. Can you tell us how you do that, practically speaking? Just really believing everything I was saying before, because when I can discount, because I used to entertain those thoughts. You know, they'd sit around for a few minutes or a day or a week. (laughs) But when I can look at those and be like, you know, 
things like, you know, why, why, why should I, why should, why should I be fearful right now of, well, I'll just say what's going on in our country and our societies and all these things. Like, why should I be afraid of that when God says, I don't have a spirit of fear. So, okay, God, I don't have a spirit of fear, but power of love and the sound mind. And so when I can filter what is happening around me through that lens, it keeps me in more of a, I'm going to say a realistic, positive approach to what's going on instead of looking at all the negative things. And because, I mean, God's not surprised by anything, you know, it says, you know, why, why should I be anxious when God says we're not anxious people? You know, if we are anxious, then we take it to him with prayer and thanksgiving and take our thoughts captive to God. So when I have a, a thought that comes through my head, I'll just, I'll pause for a minute and say, okay, God, I need to give this to you. And I may need to do it 20 times in a minute. <laughs> It's like, please get rid of this thought. You know, I'm, I have the mind of Christ. That is not of you. So it, it it takes a lot of practice for sure and intentionality. But I had to put in, I had to have a better input into my brain of what God says about me than what everything else going on around me says about me. Tell me a little bit more about what it means to have the mind of Christ. To me, that is such an amazing miracle. It is a, you know, that scripture verse that tells us we have the mind of Christ. What on earth does that mean? And how does it kind of fit in here? Or does it? Oh, I believe it it definitely does. There's a, I don't, I don't know if you've seen the, the YouTube movie ser- YouTube series called The Chosen. Have you seen that yet? Yes, parts okay. of it. Okay. Yes. It's so cool when you can take this amazing Jesus that walked this earth, right? And see how he treated people with love and kindness. And I mean, all the fruits of the spirit, right? I mean, that was him and an epitome of that. So I'm, I'm a real visual guy. And I think I, I work with a lot of my clients and coaching and stuff through visual aspects. And so I'll encourage them if they're struggling with something and say, hey, go watch episode four of the chosen when um when simon becomes peter right and he's out there fishing and there's nothing and nothing and all night and all night he's just doubting and just in this fear like god you know just in pain because he's he's in all this debt and just trying to get out of the hole he dug himself in and then all of a sudden he has this encounter and throw your nets on the other side of the boat he's like whatever you know and then bam, he, he does. And then all of a sudden it's like, what are you kidding me? And and he sees this miracle happen and it's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Drops his net. I'll, I'll come follow you no matter what. And and that's the childlike faith that I, I, I strive to have and want so many more people to have because it's, there's so much power and comfort. And I hear some people say, well, that's just a crutch. You're just, I'm like, well, okay, try it out. Look right. at look at life without it and look at life with it. And it's just like, I am just going to believe. And I'm big on words. So you're going to see a lot of stuff coming out for me in the next, you know, six months or so about, about the letter I in the middle of words. So if you look at the word believe, I is in the middle of believe. So if I believe that Christ is, that I am who I, he, that he says I am, and I is in the middle of that, then the I am Christ is in the middle of what I believe, right? In the middle of faith is the letter I. We look at that like, holy cow, in the middle of my faith is Christ. Christ, the I am, is in the middle of my faith. So I am going to believe what he tells me to believe. And it's, I'm just, I love words and visuals. And so 
if you're if you're that same way, you'll see all sorts of things like testimony. I is in the middle of testimony. It's just fascinating that God starts giving these downloads. I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna believe all this because it I get so much more excited about it than being the the uh, neurotic, emotional, depressed, you know, suicidal guy from years ago. And that person still sneaks in, but because of that, I know I can I can push it out and have confident. I'm confident in that, which is another word that has an I in the middle of it. So yeah, that's a good vowel to put in there. And it has so much meaning. I love that. I've written believe and faith and with big, 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 long eyes in the middle and on my little notepad here. That's really powerful. That's really, that's cool that you're doing that. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, the name of my podcast is Choose to Think. And often the emphasis is that we do have a choice. And I intentionally want that to be the emphasis. But some people think, well, that's just me striving, or that's just not me, but just that, you know, that that is human striving if if I have to do all the work. And that kind of misses the point because of course, the the renewal that you explained, Rob, and that transformation that you've described is everything about God. But you, as an individual, had to pull up those bootstraps at some point and say, I do believe, I will have faith. You made a choice to to step into everything that God says about you and to believe all of that. And so we're not we do have responsibility in in our lives. And yes, God does the healing work and we do not go it alone. But um, having the emphasis on the I, to me, resonates. It's important because we do have choices. We can engage that toxic thought or that lie, that self-limiting belief, that doubt, or we can say, no way, no, I'm not going there. And we can turn our eyes and our mind and our thoughts into a direction that brings health and wholeness and that reverberates really with having a sound mind and the mind of Christ. So thank you for for pointing all of that out. I also wonder about the struggle that you had. You said that sometimes you you may have a thought and it's 20 times you have it and you keep, you know, you just keep hammering back at it. And what would you say for the listener? Let's say they struggle with patience, just using that as an example. And um, no matter what, it's just like, mm, can't get there, can't get there, can't get there. Or now actually, this is a better example. It's fear. Because in the Bible, I think that's the most quoted admonition. Do not fear or command in the Bible. Do not fear. And but it's not enough just to say, I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. I mean, that may help, but mm, it's not enough. There has to be a connecting point there between the, the, you know, the, okay, I'm recognizing that I'm afraid, but, oh, I'm not supposed to be afraid. So I'm, I'm just going to sit here and say, I will not fear. I will. It doesn't work. So, or at least for me, it doesn't work. And I, I used to be very frustrated with that because I knew the scriptures. I knew, you know, what to say and all of that, but 
it, I still felt really afraid. And so how, if this makes sense to you, as I explain this, how could, how do you get from simply, you know, rejecting that thought, recognizing it's nothing you want to engage in and then replacing that with God's truth. But how does that get on the inside to make a difference? Yeah, that, that is a, an interesting aspect, right? It's like the talks about in the Bible when, when John talks about, you know, God, why do I keep doing the things I don't want to do and not do the things I want to do? You know, and there's so much that struggle, I think, that that people go through and that I go through as well. And so what I, I for me, it's just this, just exposing the lie, whatever I feel is going on and just taking it to God. And, and, and it's just over time, I just feel like it, things dissipate more. And you were talking earlier about being patient Right. Another word I love because what's the middle letter in patient? <laughs> it's <laughs> I, right? right? Yeah. And all these words, it's just, it's mm-hmm. crazy. But to just have that, you know, some some of the humor and just laugh at it sometimes, like, dude, seriously, I'm here again, God. Like, what is, I don't understand this at all, but I'm going to give it to you again. And I'm sure there's a point in it and it's going to go away whenever it's supposed to go away. But it'd be really nice if you could just take it away today. And, and it just doesn't sometimes. And there's, you know, I mean, even though I I found, you know, freedom from substances, as you were telling my story in the beginning, um, in 2001, you know, that was a, an instantaneous delivery of addiction for me that staring at a 350 pound barbell, getting ready to crush my chest and my dog intervenes and starts nudging my leg to save my life. And that was God, mm-hmm. right? And, but from a guy back then that gives some hope to maybe some people that are struggling Sometimes it's just like God's timing to remove the thorn and it sucks. You know, it's like, get, why won't this just go? I'm tired of this, please. God, just take it away. And, and that was my struggle with addiction. And then all of a sudden, when I woke up that next morning, I mean, I was a different person and I could put down two bottles of scotch in a day because I was in sales and marketing and, but I was physically fit and had girlfriends and all this exterior baloney. Right. But Mm -hmm the facade, but that was God's timing for me. And, and I, and I didn't go through detox. I didn't go through withdrawals. I've never had one craving since 2001. And I liked to party a lot before then. And so that was like a divine delivery from something. And then there's other things in my life. I'm like, God, seriously, like, can't, why, please like take this away. And, and that was gambling 22 months ago. I still struggle with that and I've been freed from that God's timing. And so part of it is just, I don't know, just trusting the timing of delivery from whatever sinful nature we might be struggling with. And it hurts, but just knowing that there's a, that God cares about the small details of our life. I just, I hold on to that because it's important to know that God is listening and his timing is not our timing, but it's always perfect, which it's still hard to believe that sometimes. <laughs> but I'm going to because God always has a plan and he's, and he's listening. And uh, can I tell you a black bear story real quick? Oh, absolutely. But before you do, I have to say this for the record, I want to go on saying, I love Jake, your dog, Jake. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, is he still living? No, Jake, um, Jake, unfortunately I had to put him down about a month or two months before I was going to be sentenced. Uh, cause he ended up getting really, really sick. I almost feel like he, mm. 
I, was, I just, this just hit me. I think he, he may have been feeling the pain I was going through then. And, uh, um, I just, that just kind of dawned on me that I don't think he could have endured me being gone. And, Aww. and he just kind of, kind of gave up in a ways. So I'm just putting that together as I'm telling you this right now. Cause, um, I know my, my family couldn't have handled it and stuff. So he, uh, he just got really, really, really sick and, um, we ended up having to have him, have him, uh, euthanize here at our house. I got to take my last breath with him down in stairs in the basement, but that was, a wow. huh. I just kind of dawned on me, but that I love Jake so too. He was, he was the best dog as much junk as I put him through that poor dog, but he loved me no matter what, just like Jesus does. Exactly. And I just think, you know, I have my little Rico, the Morky and he, I, And I've had dogs. I mean, I grew up with a few dogs, but they were all outdoor dogs and Rico's an indoor dog. And it, my world just flipped on its head when I got him last year. I, I thought, I'm like, how can I love this little creature so much? And how does he love me so much? It is just, I'm just having so much fun. And so when I read that about Jake, I, of course, I, my mind went to my own little dog, Rico. And it's such a sweet picture of that unconditional love. And like you said, God's timing, a divine intervention. And, and now we can just see where, where you are now. So yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the bear story. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so my, my, and I need to say this too. I haven't even mentioned my wife during this whole thing. My wife, Jennifer is, is awesome. She, a logical person would have left after the fire and the, 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 the drama I brought to our family's life, but she saw that that was the guy that we'll just say that like Satan had a hold of instead of God, right? And mm-hmm. a broken person that fell. And we we still go through our, our breakthroughs and and you know go two steps back and one step forward or whatever it might look like in our marriage journey. But but she is uh she's amazing and and really protected me and our story from our kids. My son's thirteen now. My daughter's 10. Uh, my son knows the whole story because he was inquisitive. And when God gave us the right timing, uh, we were able to sit down and talk to him about it. My daughter does not know the whole story yet. I don't think she even cares. Right. <laughs> she was so young. She doesn't even ever, she's never really asked about it a whole lot. There'll be a day though when, when then that question will come up and I'll get to share that with her. You know, which is the journey I'm on now is like the legacy I'm leaving for my kids. And and I just, I have to believe that, um, that God is always listening. And so this black bear story is really cool. Like animal stories have become like a big thing in my recovery. Um, but we were coming back from uh, steamboat Springs after running with a, a group called team, Di- uh, team leukemia because a friend of mine had leukemia. So we ran a, a, a half marathon and, and for it with his wife, and it was just a great weekend. We were coming back and I, and I said to my wife and I go, Hey babe, would you please pray? that I would see a black bear on the way home. And she goes, okay, whatever. I've lived in Colorado my whole life. There's never been a black bear that's just pounced around the car and said, hi. So she laughed and like, whatever, dear God, please pray that my husband will see a black bear. And, <laughs> you know, so we drive over rabbit ears pass and we're coming into Silverthorne, Colorado and my whole family's asleep. And, and all of a sudden there's these two car, these two trucks on the side of the road. It's like a two lane highway, two lane, I guess it's highway. And these two trucks are sitting there and they're, they're just kind of looking over to this field to the right. And so I look over there and I see this thing. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I literally slammed my brakes on going like 50 miles an hour. 
and whip a U-turn. And there is a huge black bear going across this two-lane highway. And we just, I pull up right behind it and see his you know, white butt just go right into the, right into the brush and disappeared. And my family's like, what's going on? And they saw a glimpse of it. But, but it was in that moment. I was just like, are you kidding me? My life, my wife's cracking up. Just thinking, are you, I cannot believe we just saw a black bear. And, and uh, for Father's Day, she ended up giving me a stuffed black bear with uh, the verse saying that God cares about the, the desires of our hearts. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I hold on to that because that was something so silly, but it was a profound thing that just says, okay, especially to my wife, she's like, okay, whatever. And God delivered me a just simple request, you know, and then he did that with a moose up in Winter Park when I took my, <laughs> I took my son away for a weekend of purity that we talked about, like, you know, just girls and dating and the importance of relationships, the conversation I never had with my dad. And, and we drove around and sure enough, this big moose runs right in front of our car and disappears into the woods. And I was like, man, it's crazy. So just <laughs> believing in who I am, God cares, God loves me. And when I'm in that space, I tell you, I'm a much happier person, Victoria. When I'm not, I'm just kind of not like a fun guy to be around in those Amen. moments. So, I, I get that totally. Well, do you have a stuffed moose? I don't, but I need to get one. If I, I, I just want to see how many animals I can collect. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm seeing this menagerie now. I mean, yeah. Now, if you see an elephant in Colorado that's not at the zoo or something, let me know. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will do a Facebook live. You can guarantee that. And um, that's right. You know, and that's like, yeah. I feel like all these people that, that God puts me in front of now are like my little stuffed black bears. Like, mm. like meeting you and being able to do this summit and all the amazing speakers that are coming to be a part of this thing. And like, they're like, I wish I could have like little stuff, like little stuff people I could put them, <laughs> line, line them all up in front of my desk and say, oh my gosh, there's Alan Lisa and there's, you know, just amazing people. So we, you know, we long for that kind of connection with God. And the truth is, is that his spirit is with us 24 seven. God is always online. He is just a breath away. And that's, you know, kind of where I want to camp out on all of that. But we have desires in our hearts and certainly even for freedom. You know, we want free from the the trappings of our flesh, from toxic thinking, from the darts of the enemy. We do long for freedom there. And God does offer us a door to to enjoy that kind of freedom and to to dance around in in his garden in that vineyard with him and i love that that connection there with kind of bringing all of this together and can you let's go back to the summit again how is that just can you unpack it a little bit more and tell us how it's structured and what it means like do people log in how do they get there yes most definitely i love i love that thank you the the great thing is you can watch it from any social media platform, your phone, your computer, your TV, however you're going to connect to this. But it's 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 all online, and it's 13 days that we're going to have speakers, and we'll have two speakers every other day because that way it, it takes away the pressure of like, oh, my gosh, if I miss it, gosh, I, I, like every day, right? So, so we're going to have two speakers every other day for um, a total of 14 speakers. 
And all you have to do is just literally go to identityinjesuschrist.com, register. It's free. Now, the cool thing is that if you register and, and you can't make some of the sessions, it's not really that big of a deal because we give people the opportunity to actually purchase what's called a replay. And it's really neat because then people can keep these interviews forever, keep them on their computer, watch them on the website they'll be a part of. And a large proceed of those funds are actually going to go towards help me to a, a nonprofit I have through Lifted from the Rut to help people that are seeking Christian services that might be struggling with addiction or purpose or whatever it might be. Because I want to I want to be able to help more people that can't afford the help through something like this. So there's going to be a lot of cool bonuses that people get to be a part of. Um, you know, we'll have a private Facebook group that they can tap into after they register. They'll get all these all these details. You'll get the daily emails that come out with the Zoom links for the interviews and who they're going to be. And and for the interviews, here here's some of the cool people that are going to be a part of this, which I'm excited about. So I reached out to a lot of people. I, I love to do video emails. So that was one way that drew people in. So Vance Johnson's a good friend of mine. He's a former Denver Bronco player, has an amazing story. So I can hear from Vance. Neil Anderson, who I've spoken to, he's spoken at one of my other summits before. So I'm excited to have Neil Anderson talk about identity in Christ. And um, Al and Lisa Robertson from Duck Commander and uh, Duck Dynasty, if you've ever seen that show on TV. Mm-hmm. Pre- pretty, pretty amazing aspects there. Chris Pleckenpole, amazing pastor in Texas, wrote a book called Faith in the Fog of War. Uh, prison Fellowship is going to be speaking. Um, Kairos is a prison ministry that I benefited from when I was incarcerated. They are what also is that called again. Kairos, K A I R O S. God's timing, and and they're going to speak, and I get to share my experiences as an inmate um, going through their program, which was completely incredible. And just had Dick Foth come on board. He's an author of a book called Known. You know, he's good friends with Mark Batterson. So yeah, if you're listening out there, Mark Batterson, and you haven't jumped on board yet, or Lee Strobel, feel free. I, I got a spot for you. I'll make a spot for you. Um, but just these authors like that have spoken breath into me. I now get the chance to interview them and artists. You know, still waiting for to hear back from like you know Toby Mac and Zach Williams and Plum. Like I've reached out to a lot of people, and uh, we'll have we'll have enough people to have another one next year for sure. The interest is growing and it's such a need in today's society and culture with people being deemed in, um, uh, what was, I was going to say insignificant, but um, not essential, right? Jobs that are not essential and mm-hmm. so many people being displaced and identities shattered because their identity wasn't, wasn't what they did. And the bank account has dwindled, like all these things, right? But what a better time now <laughs> than to do a summit that says, hey, your identity is in Christ not in your circumstances, um, which we also have really cool t-shirts for sale that help support it too. So just being creative, it's going to be a blast and fun. And as long as you um, register for it, you'll get the emails that say, hey, here's what's happening this week. Here's what's happening tomorrow. Here's the replay opportunities. And here's how you connect with these amazing speakers because we want to give them a chance to let people know what they do. You know, how can people support Neil Anderson and go buy his books and his programs to support his ministries. Right. And, you know, how can people support what other influencers are doing and have programs that can help change their lives. So this is about promoting what amazing speakers do in the kingdom also. So people can be drawn back to them for their time and their effort. Cause you know, they're not paying anyone anything to be a part of this. They're just doing it out of the, out of the goodness of their heart. 
What do you think will be the result on the other side of this? In other words, if I'm a participant, what might happen to me and in my journey? Wow. Hopefully just freedom from anything that's keeping you back from living God's potential for your life. You know, getting rid of the disbel- the lies and the things that are not who Christ says you are and freeing people up to be like, wow, I can, I, I want to call people forward to go do more things like God's called me to do and get out in front and say, wow, you got to know this Jesus Christ person. And like this weekend when I was in Breckenridge, I actually wore the t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt says, my identity is in Jesus Christ, not in my circumstances, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I just literally walked up one side of Breckenridge. If you've ever been, it's a cool ski town. And then and I'd walk down the other side and I just did a loop with my coffee and a book and just wearing the shirt, you know, and people would stare at me and stuff. And I was, and as I was getting ready to leave, I'm like, God, not one person. Like if I see a shirt like that, I would say, Victoria, that is a cool shirt. Thanks for wearing it. Like I always say that to people. Not one person said anything. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, God, just one, right? He's just like, God, he's just like, just bring me one. And as I was departing the main street, getting ready to go to my car, there was this guy and he threw it. He put his knuckles out in front of me because everyone had to wear masks and people weren't engaging. It was crazy. But he put his knuckles out. He's like, right on, brother. I love Jesus. I was like, yes, there was one. <laughs> and then yeah. the same thing happened the next day. But um, that's what I hope people will do is be more bold in their faith, step into the calling God has for their life, learn how to live from their faith at home, at work, and out in the community and just be a light. We're called to be lights. And, um, you know, just reaching out to people, you know, yesterday, my wife and I received something in the mail and, um, and and I loved it because it was someone from a different faith that had, there's no longer allowed to go knock on doors and tell them about their faith, right? Because Mm -hmm. they've been restricted by their higher ups and, and reading in that, there was a track in there and a letter that just says, hey, here's what we believe. We'd love to love on you. We want to love on our neighbors. And I was like, that's not what I believe. But God bless them for sending something in the mail that says, hey, I want to tell you about my faith. I haven't received anything from a Christian in my mail. It says, hey, do you love Jesus? Well, get to know Jesus. You know, so it's just being out there and being more bold. So hopefully people will come. And I believe that the content that will be shared can radically change some people's lives to start believing in who God says they are instead of what's going on around them. That's my hope. That's awesome. Thank you so much for appearing today on the podcast. It's just, I'm so excited. I can't wait for this, for this summit. And I will certainly put the link to the summit in the show notes as well as on my website. So thank you so much, Rob. This is awesome. You got it. And this is the, the uh, public invitation to get you on the addiction freedom and faith podcast at a future date as well so i will get you on there because i want to hear i want to hear the other side i want to hear the other side of this microphone and hear your journey and story too so i would love it that would be awesome matter of fact i just had i I was just interviewed a couple nights ago so that was my first time ever and i'm like gosh this is fun so i'm having a lot of fun doing all this so i would be it would be my pleasure to to do that rob what what show were you interviewed on what would you um it was called audience of one and i think she's a relatively new podcaster as well she's actually not in the life on fire group she's in a podcasting group and i had thrown out a a feeler out there and i said hey are there any christian podcasters out here so you know thousands and thousands of people in there and she actually uh 
wrote, I created this Google Doc to for folks to fill out, you know, give us their link and tell us what they're about, the description and all that. And and of course, I had mine in there. And then she she reached out and she said, Victoria, I've you know visited your website and um, I'd, I'd love to interview you for my podcast. So <laughs> so there there we went. That, and that's the way yeah. it works. Yeah, it was fun just kind of sticking sticking out there and and trying and you know as we're wrapping this up I think I'm I'm just left with such a feeling I love the authenticity that you bring to the table because many people you know we Christians get a bad rap like they're hypocritical or they're you know two-faced or look what this Christian did and 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 the opposite of that might be well the Christian life certainly is no fun and I'm telling you what you're getting you're getting a moose and you're getting black bears and you're you know you're it is fun and being a Christian is an amazing adventure. Is it necessarily easy? Well, not always, though Christ's yoke on us is easy and light, and we kind of have to discover what that means. But but being a Christian is, you know, there's no place I'd rather be. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I've been in, you know, I've, I've kind of been on the other side as well, obviously, and it's not fun. So um, I, I bless the Lord that you're, you're in a good place and you are doing everything that you want for others. You're testifying, you're shining your light, and you are sharing with a world, with people who need hope. You're kind of passing the torch and saying, hey, let me tell you this, there is hope. It's not all over. You're not a loser. This is who you are in God's kingdom and in his eyes. And that in and of itself, if if we're done with everything else and thing, you know, with the end of everything, well, you've done such a, a wonderful job and your life and your ministry is bringing glory to him. And it's quite obvious to see. So thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, thank you. I had a blast today. I hope you are as blessed by Rob's story and journey to lasting peace, joy, and happiness in walking in his true identity in Jesus Christ as I am. And if you'd like to see that list that Rob references from Neil Anderson, I've included a link in the show notes. Please be sure to register for the summit and save your spot today. Let's pray. Father, how could we ever thank you enough for accepting us, securing us, and giving us significance through the miraculous work of your Son, Jesus Christ? Help us to step completely and wholeheartedly into this remarkable identity that we have been given through Christ. Amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you're interested in the merch design for this episode, it's I Choose Freedom Today. So if you set your mind on things above, I promise I will too. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.